Starting up another episode of Bearcat Blitz. I'm Russ Eltman, your All-Bearcats reporter on Fan Nation, SI's Fan Nation. Catch us on allbearcats.com. You can catch this show twice a week, recapping on Mondays, everything that happens with the Bearcats football action over the weekend, and then previewing everything on Thursdays, part of our Bally Sports shows there. We have uh, hopefully getting a good bit of guest mix in throughout the season on these late week shows. And we got a good one for you guys today. UC's leading wide receiver from the pit game, five catches right around 60 yards for Braden Smith. And of course the game ceiling touchdown to push their lead to 27 to seven. And ultimately the decider in that upset victory for the Bearcats. And of course joined across the way by my usual guest, my co-host Dominic Goodman, former UC wide receiver, and Talawanda Offensive Coordinator up in the high school ranks. You can catch this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, my YouTube page, Talking Cats with Russ Heltman. Find all the podcasts there along with interviews with players and coaches across the Bearcats football roster and basketball roster once we start getting closer to basketball season. Interviewed Malik Mann yesterday, the Bearcats' highest-graded player on PFF through two games this season. The, the Wiley veteran is having himself a nice nice encore after an unfortunate injury uh shortened season in 2022 dominic it's battle for battle for the victory bell week this week the bearcats taken on the miami red hawks in the longest running non-conference continuous college football rivalry in the entire sport it's a big one and it's a big two weeks because next week is arguably the most anticipated regular season home game at nippert stadium this this century i mean you can make a case for it for sure yeah you know um victory bell this week um it's always a big rivalry when you um when you're going against them everybody wants the bell but the bell's been in our hands for for a long time now ever since i've been there since my sophomore year so yeah 16 straight years it's the last time the bearcats have lost yeah you know to me in my opinion it shouldn't even be no rivalry anymore it's pretty much just keep the bell at at uh at the at the at the nip, leave it there. Miami just might as well just chalk it up, not even ask for it back. Just forget about the robbery. It's not even a robbery no more. But that's just how honest. I feel. And I think other people feel that same way. But I'm just speaking for everybody. Uh, yeah, head coach uh Chuck Martin of the Miami Red Hawks asked a question this week. Has my program played the most road games? in the country since I took over back in 2019? The answer would be correct. Yes, the Red Hawks have played the most road games of any team in the country over the last four years. I believe they're in the last 16 home games. There's 14-2 and two record. But, Dominic, this game ain't being played at Jaeger Stadium. There hasn't been a victory bell battle played at Jaeger Stadium since 2017. The contract for this game continuing through 2029. But I don't know that there's a Jaeger Stadium date on the schedule. I'd have to dive in all that probably should have done that before the show but i do know that they're playing this one at nippert stadium this coming weekend in a nip at night contest and getting into some of the numbers here dominic of the entire rivalry and and uc's statistics and, and results in these kind of scenarios when you look at the bearcats in night games they are very very good 14 straight night game wins for the uh, for the Bearcats, nine straight night game wins at home. They have a 26 and one home record since the start of the 2019 season, tied with Clemson for the best home record across that stretch. I mean, Dominic, next week will probably be just the third time since 2018 that this team 
will be an underdog at Nippert Stadium. And if they blow the doors off Miami, who knows? It might be enough to end up odds makers throwing their hands up and saying, UC might not necessarily be ranked, but they're a top 30 team at home. This might just have to be a pickup against Oklahoma. UC's almost garnered that much respect with two straight wins to open the season. Yeah, you got to give UC a lot of respect, especially you coming to the nip. Especially, don't let them black it out, man. If they black it out, <laughs> uh, all I can say, people in trouble. I mean, Oklahoma in trouble. Miami always going to be in trouble regardless. But um, but it's it's just that atmosphere, especially them night games. It's just a different feeling. Um, I mean, I, as a player and as a person that played in them night games, it's just a different, different environment, just – brings chills up and down your spine. But um, I just think that's a big advantage for UC, playing it at home and, and especially at night. So um, I'm expecting a lot of good things um, coming out that game. 13 straight sellouts now, Dominic, after UC just announced that this upcoming game is sold out at Nippert Stadium. I imagine it's going to be sold out once again next weekend for the contest against Oklahoma. And I'm not quite sure the theme for this weekend's game. Trying to pull it up uh, right here before we dive fully into the preview. But let's get into it right now before we welcome on Braden Smith for the back half of the show. We got about five minutes to dive into some of the key players here for a Miami team that's two and zero, or one and one. Excuse me, got housed by the honestly, I guess you got to call them the real Miami now, Miami Florida Hurricanes. They destroyed Miami in Week One. The Red Hawks come back and get a double-digit victory over UMass behind a high-powered outing from the new leading receiver single-game mark in Red Hawks history, a guy by the name of Gage Larvidane, 273 yards on eight catches, three touchdowns, had a school record for yards in a game and single-game reception record, uh, single, single reception record with a 99-yard touchdown pass from Brett Gabbert in this contest, Dominic. He's going to be a serious, serious key point of this game plan, a game plan that Malik Van said the coaching staff basically laid out the answers to the test last week, and that's what he told me. He's like, I had the answers, we had a great game plan, and that's why I was able to perform so well and get a, a half stack and a half tackle for loss, multiple sacks in that game for the Bearcats. They're going to need to put decent pressure on Brett Gabbert to make sure he doesn't take advantage of a little bit the, not dilapidated, but hampered UC secondary, given the fact that Sammy Anderson Jr.'s status is still up in the air. But we'll see if Brett Gabbert's as willing to target Justin Harris as Phil Jerkovich was last week when Justin Harris tied the program record with four pass breakups and would have had a much higher PFF grade, but missed some tackles here and there and was not quite as sound in the run game with his tackling chops. But it's going to be a nice test for those top two cornerbacks in Jordan Young and Justin Harris. We'll see if Miami's able to move Larvidane around to get him matched up off of Jordan Young, who has been one of the five, six best players snap to snap for the Bearcats defense so far this year. Yeah, I feel like um, that's a great accomplishment by um, by that re by the receiver. Um, I mean, that's 273 yards. That's incredible. That's hard to do. But, um, but at yeah. the same time, um, it goes to um, they just one-dimensional. Um, so UC does a good job as far as getting to the quarterback, um, stopping the run. So that's the thing that Miami's going to struggle with being one-dimensional. So they're going to have to find ways to get him the ball. And I think the defense, defensive coach got a good game plan, just like got the answer to the test. And as long as they follow follows those um, that study guide and follows those um, the, the cheat sheets, 
Um, they'll know how to how to contain uh what's is Gavin? Is that right? Larvadane. Larvadane. They figure out how to uh, contain Larvadane. And once they do that, I mean, it's pretty much go back to my old saying, um, it's going to be a blowout. So um, you got to be able to run the ball to get your receivers open. If you can't run the ball, it's going to be struggling with the pass. So we'll see how it goes. Gage Larvadane. We'll see what kind of impact he can have in this one. Uh, Mac Hippenhammer last year had a pretty strong game for the Bearcats, got a deep touchdown was a guy that, uh, or not for the Bearcats, for the Red Hawks, obviously, cut a deep touchdown and was a guy that gave Arquan Bush and company some problems in coverage in the 2022 battle for the victory bell. On the other side of the football, when you're looking at the defense here, Dominic, there's not a lot to scare you when you think about the, the tackling issues they've had so far this season, the fact that the run defense is not really up to stuff. When you look at the analytics matchup, in this game, the run defense is is not great. It's 55th overall, so middle of the pack right there. And this could be an opportunity for Emory Jones to pick up his production from last week where he was kind of just guiding the ship. Perfectly stable, perfectly solid, had one turnover, but didn't put the ball in harm's way very often and made enough clutch plays, i.e. that Braden Smith touchdown, to notch the victory for the Bearcats. I'm very interested to see if – they can get the pass game going here against the Miami, Ohio defense that ranks 79th in the country in EPA per pass allowed up against a Ohio or UC offense with the 20th EPA per plat per pass ranking in the country. This is going to be very interesting and and one that could ultimately decide the game. When we think about Braden Smith, D. Wiggins, and this is Xavier Henderson, who was held the one catch last week. Good job game planning by the Pitt Panthers. If that drop off in secondary competition from Pitt to Miami can let these guys explode a little bit more that might be how the bearcats win this game although they've won via the air and via the ground dominic and both times they've totaled over 200 yards rushing yeah it's pretty much you gotta pick your poison you know uh you got a great receiving core they have and you could try to focus on that but at the same time you got a good run game with Corey connor and montgomery and then you got Jones also can use and also does well on his feet as well. So it's one of those things you just got to pick your poison. Um, if it was me, I'll just be like, I'm, I got to stop the run and just hope for the best. Um, but um, it just either way it goes for Miami, I think it's just going to be picking their poison and just allowing the seed, allowing UC to see if they're going to struggle in the pass game, which I don't think they're going to do. But that's the only thing I could think of them trying to stop and trying to defend is the um, the run game and just hoping they can make some plays and mistakes in the pass game. Yeah, and, and one interesting aspect of this pass defense for me that, that could give UC some troubles is safety Michael Dow. He's got two interceptions already this year, is the highest graded player on the team in coverage right now with an 85.1 grade. Maybe that's a way for the Red Hawks, Dominic, to shut down those deep passes that really worked well and unlocked a lot of things for UC in that opening game against EKU and honestly worked well uh, at, at snippets at some plays here and there against Pitt. Can Michael, can Michael Dow make that kind of impact on his end? And also when you think about impacting the quarterback, Emory Jones, another guy who's played very well so far this year, Caden Woolard, edge defender leading the team with seven total pressures across, across two games has uh, has about 93 total snaps so far this season. So they're going to get a decent, Decent kind of uh, diet of Caden Woolard in this ball game. 
We got Braden Smith in the queue. We'll welcome him on after this break right here on Bearcat Blitz. And then once we say goodbye to Braden, Dominic and I will see if UC can cover the spread. That's kind of what we're going with in this one, a 17-point spread. We'll touch on that after the break along with Braden right here on the Bearcat Blitz. Still waiting on Braden for just a minute. So as he gets shuffled in here, let's go to make our pick right now, Dominic. We'll get that out of the way and then we'll let Braden get uh, get situated in the back end. You see a 90.7% matchup predictor favorite in this game. And the line, actually, I'm mistaken, Dominic. The line's been bet down. It is not 17 points. It's going the exact opposite direction. Sharps and betters are liking what the Miami Redhawks could bring to the table here. And they bet it down all the way into the key number of 14, a very key number. The fact that this has come off of 14.5, the 14 says a lot. What are you going with here as we uh, could quickly give our picks and then welcome on Braden. Uh, first of all, I'm not a big gambler. So what's, what's just give me a quick rundown 14, what that means. As long as they I mean, so, you know, like 14. a 28, 28, 14 key number. 35-21. There's so many different football scores end in like multiples of 14 or 7 or 10 or 3. There's so many different deficits that end in that kind of number difference. Yeah. So when it when it comes off of a so a 28 to 14 win, you would cover if you're Miami at 14 and a half points, but you don't cover if it goes down to 14. So more uh more people leaning towards the the Red Hawks way in that sense. Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's going to be a blowout, so <laughs> I mean, either way it go, 21, 28, 30, it don't matter. You can just go ahead and throw it down. It's going to be a blowout, so um, I just feel like UC going to pull away, at least win, win by 30. That's my feeling. Win by 30. You've been, you've been more accurate than I have with the score predictions. I'm going to roll UC 35-17 in this game i think the offense gets going through the air they they slow down caden ward enough michael dowell makes maybe one or two plays but they get him for a couple deep shots and they get the job done and another big win kind of similar score to last year's battle for the victory bell let's go ahead and welcome in Braden smith now he is the bearcats wide receiver transferred over from Louisville this past offseason, and he is already making plays with UC. Five catches, 59 yards, and the game ceiling touchdown. The difference in the 27-21 victory for Cincinnati against Pitt. Braden, thank you so much for the time today, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. So, Braden, this is fitting. We had to we had to change the schedule around a little bit for uh I heard you're you're doing some some piloting things, and it's a two and record so far to start the year. You told me a couple of weeks ago when, when I interviewed after you after practice one day that the one of the incentives for your teammates this year was going to be a, a flight with you if you start winning. Is there a certain amount of wins that you have that the team has to get to before those uh, those seatbelts start getting strapped up and the headset gets put on by Braden Smith and his teammates? <laughs> yeah, I told a couple of the guys after we got our first win at Nipper, uh, we could go up and and fly around nipper they've been on my on my tail about it ever since so uh maybe one of these days we'll sneak one in and you know go up and have some fun there you go so the flying thing let's talk let's let's touch on that real quick and then get into the performance from saturday 
are you a single single engine? Is that kind of what it starts out as a single engine type of thing? And then you move up from there or are you just wanting to stay on one type of plane? How does that all work? Yeah, so I'm still in the, the training process right now. Um, I just got licensed in the, a single uh, prop type plane, just a small little four seater okay. type trainer. So just working my way up through there, but you know, been having fun with it and uh, you know, plan on continuing it. Dom, all you. Um, well, just basically, really, just want to far as is, what's the difference since you came from Louisville? What's like feel? What's the difference far as the culture wise being at Louisville and being at UC? Um, I would say you know probably here, just the guys are you can tell the guys are a lot tighter, you know, um, more more tight knit. Um, you know, you can tell everybody holds everybody accountable. Everybody you know is really playing for their brother. And, um, you know, I think that's why there's such a, you know, a tradition of winning culture here. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful to be a part of it now. Braden, walk us through the touchdown catch in pit in the corner of that end zone. You're able to scrape that knee. Dominic and I, we spent about almost two, three minutes on it, just just going through how difficult it, people, people for that don't really understand how difficult it can be to contort your body in that kind of way and still be able to drag that knee, maybe go through, moment by moment what you saw in that play yeah so you know it was a play we've been working on all week um we knew we would get called some point in the game and you know coach satterfield ended up calling it and uh you know ran it got the look we wanted and you know emory threw the ball and you know just that point in the game you know my mind's just you know gotta do whatever i can to you know to make the catch and make a play and you know fortunately was able to able to make the catch and uh very fortunately able to get my knee down so uh Glad that was happening. Glad it worked out for us. Are you ever – obviously, it's such a split-second thing. Are you thinking at, in that split second, I got to get my knee in, or are you just trying to angle any part of your body as into the, the painted grass and the non-white grass as possible? Um, well, I think the the priority on my mind was to catch the ball at first. Um, okay. You know, once it's caught, you know, you just kind of want to feel something hard as quickly as possible as possible on the ground so i just kind of tried to just get whatever i could down and hopefully you know um i would be in bounds and you know work out that way so it was good yeah well um uh, also seeing your throw too as well man he threw a nice little dot man so um my question is because i played that i played receiving i played quarterback in high school as well so um uh, my biggest question kind of like a two-way question as far as um, do you ever miss playing quarterback? Like, do you think you can go back to it if you had opportunity? And also as well, um, do you uh, do you see, was it a struggle from playing quarterback to going to receiver at all, or any chance? Um, well, to your first question, uh, yeah, I mean, I miss quarterback every day I step out there. I mean, I think it's probably one of the most <laughs> exhilarating positions out there. But, um, you know, I think it's good you know, for me, the transition from quarterback to receiver, you know, I think some of those quarterback characteristics, you know, um, helped me transition in that sense. And, uh, you know, uh, Coach Satterfield, you know, thankfully is, is uh, believes in me enough to be able to throw the ball and bring out those QB instincts every now and then. So I try to maximize on those as much as I can to relive those glory days. But, uh, yeah, I think to your second question, yeah, I think um, – the transition was probably made a little bit easier because it came from quarterback. So I'm glad it worked out that way. Chatting with UC wide receiver Braden Smith on the Bearcat Blitz podcast. You can catch us on YouTube, Talking Cats with Russ Heltman. 
and wherever you catch your podcast, plus Valley Sports every weekend in the UC football season. So talking about that belief that the coaching staff has in you, Braden, was there I, – I hope you can answer this question now that we're, we're a week moving from the game, but is was there a plan going in to Saturday to kind of feature you? Because this was you – were, you were peppered with more targets in this one than in the uh, the EKU opening contest. Um, not really, you know, I think, uh, you know, how we're kind of centered, man, it's just, you know, we have our certain plays and, you know, you get open and, and, you know, the quarterback's job is to find you. So I think, you know, what I try to do is just, you know, each play, each, each passing concept, just, you know, run into the best of my ability and get open. And, uh, you know, Emory did a great job of, of finding open targets, um, that game. And unfortunately you know, I was able to catch a couple of them. So, um, that's kind of how how it happened. Okay. Oh, well, so far as um, what would you say far as your big? What would you say? I know my role at UC as a receiver receiver position was I was the ISO ISO guy, and I was pretty much like a the big receiver playing slot sometimes, like a tight end role. Um, what would you say your role is on the receiving core? Um, you know, I would say my role is probably just that. Uh, you know, that, that slot guy, um, you know, a lot of type things over the middle, um, you know, a lot of underneath, a lot of gadget type things. And, and also just kind of being, you know, I've been with this coaching staff for a while. So also kind of just a veteran presence in the room and, you know, kind of bridging that gap from the guys that have Satterfield for the first year. You know, I think, you know, one of my big roles is to, you know, really make it easier for the guys on the field, you know, since I'm, been in the offense for so long and very comfortable with it so you know really just that that slot middle of the field type guy and you know really try to be a veteran you know presence in the in the receiver room last question here for uc wide receiver Braden smith very gracious with his time and unfortunately we don't have much more time in the thursday show slot here so biggest key Braden, as we say goodbye to you guys as an offense keeping this momentum going on the field throughout the rest of non-conference play this weekend, obviously, and then in the Big 12? Yeah, man, I think uh, one of the biggest things, like you said, is just keep keep it rolling. You know, I think uh, when you have some success early on, it's, you know, kind of easy to get complacent sometimes and, you know, start going through the motion. So, you know, coaches have been harping on, you know, keep your foot on the pedal, you know, keep going, keep getting better every week keep growing and you know we've we've seen from the past two weeks that we've got the potential to be a really explosive offense so uh you know just trying to really hone in on the details on the fundamentals and you know keep it going from here and uh you know hopefully stack together as many wins as possible love it love it Braden smith uc wide receiver thank you so much for the time man we really appreciate it we know you guys got busy schedules can't thank you enough and just i just right. want to say man I'm- I'm proud of y'all, man. Keep doing y'all thing, man. The us alumni, especially the receiver core, we always watching and bragging on y'all because y'all a talented group. We love what y'all got going, man. Just I wish the best and success for you and just keep doing your thing, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. Have a good day. Braden Smith, everybody. Awesome stuff right there from Braden Smith. Really, really gracious with this time and some good answers. Got to, I'd love to get a get a camera up there when uh, when this – those Bearcats get on that plane. I don't know. He might not be able to bring too many big fellas, Dominic, because I'm sure there's with that single prop plane, he's got to, got to, there's got to be a little weight limit or something. But mm-hmm. I wish we had more time. We would be diving into more stuff. We'll have to get some Dominic Goodman, Battle for the Victory Bell, top memories on, uh, on the next show we do coming off of 
this weekend's game. For Dominic Goodman, I'm Russ Eltman. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts and on Bally Sports as well. This has been the Bearcat Blitz podcast on the Believe Network. Six Ritter to the end zone, looking for Pierce. Did he hang on? Yes. Touchdown. Back as I've been around. Here he goes again. Busts free. Jerome Ford down the sideline. Foot race. House call. Touchdown. 79 yards. The Peach Bowl. This is a big one too. And it's going to go all the way to the house on the first plate.